time on a Tuesday night for Fat and Ginger. And we're back in the studio after a bit of a break. Uh, my name is Tim Young, and across the desk from me, as always, is my running buddy, Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. <laughs> what a great way to bring it up. Jeez, that was torture on the weekend, wasn't it? It had not Absolute on. torture. On. I, I, we had dinner tonight. I was frying eggs between my legs. Yeah, oh, I can only imagine it. Yeah, yep. There's that much heat coming from down there. You can actually see it on the world map. Chafing in places. Oh. I didn't know you could get chafing. Tim. Tim, That's yesterday. So for those who don't know, we did a fun run. What, what are these word fun run? I don't know. It is an yeah. odd name for it. It, it is ridiculous. Not, yep. not one person there enjoyed himself. Even the fit people hated it. Well, <laughs> did, I hated them. We could see in their faces yeah. they were running back past us. Yeah, as they flew past. Yeah. But, uh, oh, mate, I could not walk yesterday. I couldn't walk. No. But but two days in a row. We will talk about that later. I was getting around like John Wayne after a gay orgy or something. I don't know. I was just knackered. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. There. Good to be back, isn't it? The, so we're going to be talking about. Uh, look, I think it's time to talk about Christmas presents. It's that time of uh, that time of the year. Yeah. You're going to talk about your recent trip to New Zealand. Yeah, it was good. That's um, why we haven't been on air for no, a bit. That's right. We've been in New Zealand. Oh. Thanks for the boys over there for uh, bringing that up earlier. We appreciate that. No, that's and right, uh, yeah. I apologise. I was a little bit late tonight, Jen. So I was busy watching an episode of Steinfeld. So, <laughs> very good. Pete and Mike do wonderful work there on the show. They are fantastic. I was actually boogieing in on the way in. Uh, with a, I see you, baby. Shake that ass. Haven't heard that for years. Loved it, lads. Keep up the good work. No, I think the music's rubbish, but the show's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, and we're also going to talk about, uh, in that's crap, we're going to discuss uh, your new smoker. And yes. I'm going to discuss the fact that Mike Hussey, Mr. Cricket, is now coaching England. Yeah, I know. There's a couple of really sore points there. So, first, those two things I love. Mike yeah. Hussey, absolutely love. Yeah. And the smoker I love, but it's the, the side effects that we're going to discuss is, on that's crap. Yep. So, look... Uh, and there's a punch in mailbag because we posted a fair bit about the run on Sunday. Oh, you did? Um, oh, oh, sorry, I did, yeah. I didn't post anything. So it's all from I there. I was ashamed of myself, mate. And oh, worry- I went home and ate cake. <laughs> Worryingly, it is also time for me to get another force yeah. night out. Well, i tell you what. It was a good one. You got me. Right, that killed me. Oh, no. And yeah. But I've had to bring out the big guns. Oh, no. And that's what I worry because you've got no sense of moderation and or decency. No, and that's right. And I've been saving this one for a rainy day. And, and so- guess what, my friend? It's the right. river is overflowing. Uh, it is too. Did yeah. you see it on the way in? No, I, I don't come. That's that why way. it took me so long to get here, and that and that I left really late. <laughs> but it, it is absolutely chockers everywhere. Like the Barwon River is, is about five times the size now. I can only imagine because I, I haven't seen it. But I drove up to Ballarat on Monday morning um, to do radio up there, yeah. and there was water all over the road, all the it's way up. Crazy, mate. There's, there's not just footy ovals underwater. There's buildings. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see the bottom floor off. So, to the meteorology people, enough rain, please. Let's yes, have some sunshine. Exactly. Uh, a nice song to kick us off there, Mr. Music. Well, hang on. We haven't mentioned our special guest tonight. Oh, we haven't either. That's really Come on, city. Tim. Sorry. One job. So, tonight we have... Uh, now works the age. Used to work for the... Uh, the the Geelong Addy, yeah. Well, yep. He was one of the head writers there, or yep. whatever Assistant you call editor, him. I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And now he's one of the editors at The Age. At the Age in Melbourne. So, yeah. pretty high up in print journalism here in the state of Victoria. And it'll be fantastic to have him in to discuss the current state of journalism yeah. and 
print media journalism. Print media. You haven't seen his name yet, though. Uh, and his name is. Wait hey. for it. I'm building up. This is a suspense, <laughs> mate. That's what I'm doing. Sorry, just let me know what you're doing. You know what? We were going to turn over a new leaf, weren't we? We are going to come in. We're going to be prepped. We're going to be on time. Well, I'm not on time, but we, we've done a lot of prep. We've booked our guests for the next we month. We have, yeah. No, no. And already, the first few minutes, it's no, gone no, no. to shit. It's organic. Well, you... Oh, hang on. You have. That's what have I done? We'll talk about it on I was on time. I was eight minutes to eight. That's, <laughs> that's the earliest I've ever been. Uh, Greg, so, Greg, Greg Dundas. Dundas. Greg Dundas is coming in to talk to He's coming in, mate. Yeah. Jeez, I miss him at the 80. So do so oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, let's play a song. Have a song. And that was Jet with Rollover DJ. That was for the boys behind, before us. Yeah, yeah. Mike and Pete. That was as well. Yeah, no, I'm just sort of getting that ready. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Well, something keeps coming up on my laptop, Tim. It says Bluetooth Connect or something. I've never seen it before. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's playing funny buggers at the moment. I'm going to have to investigate during the All ad right. break. I look forward to that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, what's been going on, mate? Well, I wanted to talk about Christmas presents. It's that time of year. Yeah. So, mid-November, we're looking at what to buy loved ones and not-so-loved ones for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think it's a bit of a minefield. And it takes a lot more... Uh, cerebral effort than it probably should and we should just have a list a procedure like a wedding yeah why not just put out a list saying this is what I want for Christmas yeah but then doesn't that take a little bit of the mystery away mystery involves work yeah I know because you're trying to guess so if you know what you're getting, it's like when you have a baby right. and you know what sex it is, you go, well, here, here's little Johnny, he's here now. Yeah. Whereas, isn't that a little bit of what's it going to be? You know, a little bit of up oh, that's, in a, that's a very, that's very, oh, controversial is probably a strong word, but people have strong opinions on it, don't they, about wanting to know or not wanting to know the gender of their child. Wouldn't it be fun just to go around telling people who don't want to know? How would you find out? What do you mean? Go and explain that to me. So, say you worked at a hospital, yeah, right, and you had access to uh, what do you call it, ultrasounds? Yeah, go on. Yeah, and then you could just like, just for a lark, for your own amusement, because yeah. you couldn't tell anyone you did it. Just start sending out congratulations on your new boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And yeah. and spoil their fun. So and just and it comes out as a girl, and they go, oh, and they bought like you know all this blue stuff. Yeah, you go, it's twenty twenty two. You know, it's all good. Get, get on with it. But so that's it. But but what I'm trying to show there is mm. you're spoiling the surprise. Yes, so it's yeah. not very nice, is it? Oh, so it's like your Christmas present But it's idea. practical, though, because you then don't waste money. But Christmas isn't about practicality, Tim. It, it it's is. About, it's about magic and wonder and and baby Jesus. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't laugh when I say that. Here's another one. Here's another one. How far in your extended family do you have to buy presents? Yeah, that is a good question. Because, right? I, I, I barely get to scrape the kids in. <laughs> they just get a present. Both of them. Everyone yeah. else, no, unless there's someone I'm trying to impress. Parents? No, of course not. Really? What have they ever done for me? <laughs> what are, do they buy you a present? No, I do get them a present, yeah. Okay, so parents and... Parents, kids, what and else? partner. That's it. And partner. Yep. Uh, we used to do Chris Kringle right in our family. Yeah. Uh, and it was a $50 limit. Mm. And my grandpa spoiled it because um, someone bought him a bottle of wine and he knew it was like 10 bucks. <laughs> and he cracked the shits and said, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not fantastic. doing it anymore. And the whole thing fell apart. That's so, so good. Yeah, I know. I was spewing he found the price. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah, <laughs> you are known for indulging in cheap wine. So, <laughs> okay. And then, okay, further to that question, is it then, so if you're talking cousins and second cousins and the crap like that, right? Yeah. If they come to your place for Christmas and you feel obliged to buy them something, can you just give them the standard bag of like chocolate peanuts or something. Isn't my presence the present? 
I get to share Christmas with me. You think it is, but it's not. It's not? No. Where does it stop, Tim? We're not made of money. No, that's another thing, actually. It's it's good you brought that up because my dear old mum, God rest her soul, when she was alive, used to buy right one of those things for World Vision where she'd bought like a goat for a village in Africa and you got the card saying your Christmas Mm. present. And it's it's a very difficult moment as a young man or Mm. a teenage boy because you're going, yeah, that's great. I'm glad they've got the goat. But I've got nothing and I'm not happy about it. People in Africa that getting goats and all that, like, seriously, like, they, if you tasted my mum's cookie, well, they, Ethiopia used to send us food packages in the <laughs> 80s, know, mate. If you, know, if you tasted my mum's cookie, you know, I, I deserve the goat. I would have chopped it up. Do you know goat's the most eaten meat in the world? Is it? Yeah. 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 So it's because it's easy to keep, easy to raise and rear and eat anything. And yeah. so, yeah, goat's the most eaten meat in the world. I reckon that'd be a bit tough, wouldn't they? I, I think know. so. I think occasionally. I think it's how they're often in curries and stuff like that to tenderise them and stuff. Do you so. eat the whole goat? Like, is it like a... I imagine it's like a sheep and stuff. You just like lower it into a crisper or something? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can do. What you eat and how you treat your body is your own business. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to, I, the only goat I've eaten is the goat weed stuff, the horny goat weed. Is that That's not related in any way, shape or form to a goat, I don't think. Uh, okay. But please call in, let us know. So here at uh, Pulse FM on looking for the phone number, I'll find it for you during a song. Yeah. Yeah, so Christmas presents. So I'm getting the point now where I just buy... I have age brackets that I buy certain things for. Well, so once you get to a certain age, you're out of Tim's list. Absolutely. So yeah. 15 and under, yeah. you get a... You get a present. You get a present. You bought my kids a present last year. Oh, actually, that's a great point. I did, and yeah. he hated it. Yeah, I know. He did. He got him a... What was it like? One it was of those? like a Swiss Army knife sort of thing, but yeah. it was a pair of pliers. It was, it was really good. Cool. I know. It's got about 12 different yeah. tools in it, and I don't have any tools in the house, so yeah. it would have been perfect. That's, and he just goes, yeah, thanks, Tim. What are we going to do draw. with this? Yeah. yeah. But Zara liked her present, though, didn't she? I what think, was hers? Uh, like a skincare stuff. Yeah, I think she did, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. One out of two, that's all right. Actually, so. can I tell you about... Uh, oh, no. Sorry. You keep going with yours. No, no, that's all right. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, what do you want to say? Come on. I was going to say, like, uh, I, I found that tonight. So the reason I was late is I uh, the kids are moving in with me full time, yes, yep. as you know. Yep. Their mum's moved to Queensland, which yep. I won't go on about. But uh, it was we had to combine two bedrooms into one. Whose? So their old bedroom yeah. at their mum's place and mine, they've got, they've got two gotcha. separate yeah, lots yeah. of stuff, two oh, separate wow. lots of clothes, all that. That's a lot of stuff. Had to combine into mm. one, mate. I spent the whole afternoon right up till 7.30 on it. And that's where I found your um, My present. smart tool. Is that yeah. what you want to call no, it? No, no, not the smart tool, the, the skincare thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was right next to a black banana. Right. Under a pile of stuff. <laughs> that's so, uh, No, she loved it. Um, yeah, she did. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing that again. That was good. Um, so, yeah, so I think over 15, that's no more presents. Yep, I agree. So, and then, and I, I think your rule's right. So, parents... Partners and kids and kids and your own kids, your own kids. Oh, do we get? No, I get me. I'm gonna get me nephews and nieces. But then, what muddies the waters is who you have over for Christmas. Yeah, and you want to see their sad little faces when they get nothing from you. Yeah, I, I don't mind that though. But it surely teaches them a bit of resilience, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you give it in the gift of disappointment. <laughs> That's and, and learning to cope with it. It's so look, uh, so Christmas. You know, I think there's lessons to be learned at Christmas, and it's not just all about the presents. And uh, sorry, before we go to a song, another thing mm-hmm. is socks and jocks aren't ne- aren't presents; they're necessities. Yeah, I know they they shouldn't be given out. No, no. So Although to be fair, I've never bought a pair of jocks in my life. 
Never bought. Never bought. Always Christmas and Christmas presents yeah. or girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. Part wives. Do you, one of the many wives. <laughs> the harem. We got to talk about. Actually, that's a good thing to talk about later on. Um, let's have a song and we'll move on with. The okay. Order. Well, in excess, want to know what you need? Ah, great. Uh, a little bit of Michael Hutchins there, mate. How was that? Yeah, good. No, it's all right. That takes, takes me back to my youth. So I, um, I was going to say, it's your era. Used to be an NXS fan. Yeah. Uh, I think I could, once upon a time, name them all. I think Andrew Farris, John mm-hmm. Farris, and Tim Farris. Well, that's not hard to name. No way. Three of my brothers. I'm getting it. Kirk Pengerley, yeah. Gary Gary Beers, and Michael Hutchins. There you go. They were originally called, oddly enough, the Farris brothers. Were they? I think so, in the very early days. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't stay with that. Nah, it's a bit sort of... Wouldn't have know. been as, as good. No. Um, You've been away. I've been away, mate. That's why I haven't been on air. I've been in New Zealand for a couple of weeks on a family trip, and I've got to say, it's like the first family trip I can remember where it hasn't just been all in brawls the whole way through. <laughs> Everyone got on, which was good. So, uh, we, it was a minibus full of Massies driving around uh, New Zealand. We did a, a week in the south and a week in the north. And no fights? Well, no, there wasn't really. The only issue, there was one issue where um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I, I told you the story, the, the Maori. Yeah, I think North. it's perfectly fine. All right, so I'll just quickly tell because this is what I was, wasn't what I was going to talk about. But the um, the Maori uh, Cultural Centre in Rotorua, <laughs> and I took I took a work phone call just as they were starting to explain the rules for the night, and I didn't know. But during that, they said, "Don't make fun of them during the actual bit where they do the hucker in that." Like, they go up on stage and they do all this stuff, and it's like really deadly serious. They take their culture very seriously. But the rest of the night was a bit of fun. But the rest of the night was fun. Gotcha. So I came in from a phone call, mm. missed all that, sat down. As soon as I sat down, my family go, put your hand up quick. So I put my hand up. Mm. I got made the chief. Whatever that is, right? Some have greatness thrust upon them. That's it, mate. So I was a chief, and I didn't know what it meant. But anyway, we got out to the food bit, and they showed us the food. Then I got to taste it, and I was playing up to the crowd a bit and saying, oh, I need a few more samples and all this sort of stuff. Everyone's having a good laugh. Anyway, there was another couple of bits. I did that, got a few more laughs. I'm thinking, this is like a comedy stand-up thing. I'm on fire here. I'm probably about 15 beers into it, by the way. Anyway, we got to the stage bit. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I've been going good so far. What do we do here? Yeah. And I, they put me on the side of the stage and they said, right, there's a, uh, the guy's going to come and offer you the leaves, right? And this is what they used to do in the old days, apparently, when they're about to have a, a conflict. And, they, and one will put the, the leaves in the middle of the, between them. And mm. if the other one goes and picks them up, then it's all sorted. If it doesn't pick them up, then they're at war, right? Right, gotcha. Now, I've been Serious told stuff. this, but yeah, I didn't know. It's leaves, yeah. mate, on the ground. So the, all of a sudden, this bloke that was on the other side, had a spear in his hand. He started doing all this crazy stuff like he was going to throw a spear at me. And this is the serious part. This, this is the serious part, part, right? Now, I'm not supposed to make any jokes, but yeah. I'm thinking, I'm shitting myself here. Yeah. So for some stupid reason, some strange stupid reason, I picked up the leaves and pretended to wipe my bum with them. Jeez. And it wasn't to try and dismiss their culture. I was actually like trying to show that I was shitting myself. Well, you missed the bit where they said that this was... Yeah, well, yeah I know. know. So I was trying to be funny. Anyway, they didn't take it very well, Tim. So. Did you get... Uh, did he throned, as it were? I, I was taken... Uh, the, the, the title of chief was taken away. I lost the next election, let's put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, we have, we faced pretty much scorn for the rest of the night and we got out of there real quick. So uh, they weren't happy. They did the huck. Every one of them was looking straight at me. Yeah, nice. So yeah, wanted, yeah, wanted to throw those spears. But anyway, that was the only damn point. The rest yeah. of it was fantastic. Right? We had okay. a ball. Absolute ball. So, but what I wanted to tell you about, we yeah. went to Hobbiton, mm. like where, from where they made Lord mm. of the Rings at the start, and it just blew me away the amount of, of work that went in to that, that little, it's all yeah. in one area, mm. right? 
which is essentially for what? 10 minutes out of Ooh, oh, out yeah. of three films. If, if, oh, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's only at the start of the first film, mm-hmm. and you might see a little bit at the end of the last, but mm-hmm. let's say 10, 12 minutes all up. And they, they showed us the whole thing, how long it took. It took them 18 months to make it. Wow. Right? The, the amount of people involved was incredible. Yeah. Like, we're talking twelve to 1,500 people were working on building this thing, right? And then it, they, they filmed what they wanted to film. It only took 12 days to film wow. there. Right. After 18 months. And then they put it all back the way they found it. Wow. Right? Isn't and that then, amazing? But then years later, 10 years later, uh, they were making The, the, the Hobbit. Yeah. Like the first one was Lord of the Rings and they made The Hobbit. Yeah. So they went and redid it again. And the farmer, it was just some farmer, yeah. they, they flew over in a helicopter and they said, that's a good spot. Can we use your farm? Yeah. Uh, the farmer uh, said, well, this t- I'll let you redo it, but this time can you make it out of permanent materials? Because it wasn't made out of permanent stuff. Okay. But the reason I bring it up... Mm. Is the amount of money, the amount of of time, and the amount of work that went in just for this one small piece yeah. of like this? You know, each film was three hours, right? So what's yeah. that? Uh, One hundred and eighty times three. Come on, you're a mathematician. Five forty. Well done. Yeah. Um, so five hundred and forty minutes, and this was ten minutes of it. And I reckon it must have cost fifteen twenty mil. To build Hobbiton. To build Hobbiton and get everything ready there mm. just for 10 or 12 minutes. Imagine how much that thing costs. Yeah, it's incredible. It's crazy, mate. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. And and the story that stuck out for me, right, so there's this, it's all the real trees and that except for one. They right. built a fake tree above uh, where Bilbo lives, mm. right, up on the hill. And they said, they said, we need to make that, look in a particular way so that one's going to be a fake one everyone else was real so they built this tree it had 250,000 leaves on it right? a lot of leaves to, to build the tree yeah. right and then Peter Jackson come along to have a look and he goes eh don't like the colour can you make it a shade darker oh. so they spent three weeks just spray painting 250,000 leaves in, in readiness for, for this uh, filming. That's insane. That went for 12 days. And they were doing stuff like um, there was uh, uh, fruit trees in the background mm. and Peter Jackson come along and he goes, oh, no, I reckon they should be plums, not oranges. And they go, well, we haven't got any plum trees around. It's not season. We don't do around here. So they had to make fake plums and hang it off just because that's what he wanted, right? And they said it's in the film for half a second in yeah, the background. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That level of detail. That's It, it was crazy yeah. just what they did. <laughs> Plums, just make them. Just things like that and you go, they, what goes into making these yeah. films? And you're watching, you're not looking in the background and going, oh, is that a plum over there? Yeah, it it makes apple. no difference to that's anything a in the background, except yeah. that that's what he wanted yeah. and that's the, the vision that he had and obviously it worked. He's yeah. gone on to make uh, 20, you know, three of the best films of all time in yeah. IMDb but um, it, it just goes to show what goes into these things that we take for granted. Indeed, and they're just the detail. Like, you, you know, I know for something like uh, Band of Brothers, they, yeah. they they built whole villages yeah. for, for those just things. Just so they could destroy just them. Just so they could blow them up. Yeah. Well, yeah, to actually built buildings. It's nuts, it's, isn't it? Yeah, the money's huge, and I want some. Well, we're waking our film. Yeah, we are, yeah. We're, we're halfway through our screenplay. Yeah. Do you reckon we'd be able to get some palm trees in there? Oh, I think we could fit them in there somewhere, and then we can just come along at the last minute and go, nah, we want them apples. I'd love to see your plums in a film. And then, and then there we go. I'm just moving. I'm just going to keep going. Can I tell the story? No, no, no. Yeah, no. We'll save that for the comedy first. Time. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. We'll keep going. Is there anything else you want to tell? No. Look, that was it. I just thought it was quite interesting. Oh, the, it was probably my favourite day of the whole 
thing yeah. of the whole trip because it just blew me away the amount of, of time and money detail, and resources yeah. and detail that went into this place and it's just fantastic I, I urge everyone to go and see yep. not just that but New Zealand it's just the most beautiful country mate it got to a point where halfway through the second week you'd see like a mountain with like snowy peaks mm. Right in front of a lake, and you just go, yeah, there's another one. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. don't even get the camera out, so it's just another one. <laughs> it's just that beautiful. Okay, just picturesque. So go, go to New Zealand, people. I'm not being paid to say this. No, I wish we were. And I'd like to say hello to my friends on the New Zealand Tourism Board. Yeah, that's right. Um, play a song, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the okay, fun. Okay, well, I tell you one thing. What? Well, I did have the occasional beer. In New Zealand, get out! Really? You, you wouldn't believe this, but Mum insisted on driving the whole time, so I had nothing else to do in the back but pop one by 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. I'm surprised there's any alcohol left over in New Zealand. Didn't? Yeah, no. And by the time I got back, this is a place I had to go. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no. Uh, Amy Winehouse with Rehab. Yeah, I was just telling you a story uh, off air yeah. um, from the doco. So she, her management went to her and said, well, you need to check into rehab. You're not, not right. doing well, yeah, you yeah, know. Right. And, yeah. and uh, she went to her dad who'd just come back into her life when she became famous, who was just basically making money off her. Mm. Got this um, reality TV show going that she didn't really want to do, but he made her do it. And it was just a prick, really. And she went to him and said, oh, what do you think, Dad? He goes, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Because he, he wanted to continue making money off yeah. her, and uh, obviously she wasn't. She didn't last too much longer than that. So it's a very sad story. It's, uh, history is full of, full of uh, instances where people haven't surrounded themselves with good people. That's right. And paid the price. Not like me and you, Tim. Oh, We're mate. here together, mate. Well, and I think in all seriousness, we both have good people around us. Yeah. Undo, so. uh, but we uh, didn't have too many good people around us on um, Sunday, did we? Well, there were some good people. There were certainly some fit people around and us. Some fast Sunday. people. And so, look, look, we'll tell the listeners what happened. So it was part of our Force Night Out segment, which has been absolutely wonderful, all of it. I'm glad I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought Luke a ticket. Let's see if you're still saying that in half an hour, Yeah, Tim. I don't reckon it will be. I, mm. don't, I was going to say for you to bring in the filming gear so you could film my reaction, because I reckon this one's going to be bad. I might, I might pop it on the phone. And uh, so... Anyway, what was your that? partner just sent a message. Amy Winehouse has been sober for 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can see why you two get along. <laughs> Jody from Leopold, well done. Um, so, yeah, Force Night Out, uh, I bought you because you squibbed it. You were late to the tree planting, which organised for you. Uh, and so I had to get you another one. And the one I got you was the fun run on Sunday, the run for Geelong for a great cause, supporting Barwon Health. That's right. Yeah. Um, it was a good cause. Yeah. So, but then I, th- I thought, um, um, I'd spoken to uh, Jodes and we decided, I think we decided before I bought it for you anyway that we were going to do it. Yeah. It was a bit of a, so that was a big mistake. So big focus. Honestly, if you hadn't have been to it, had it been just me and you were oh. sitting there, because you're going to rock up with a HSP on the yeah, finish line, yeah. were you? And, hit and last. it would have been so much worse. Um, but yeah, look, for a start, it was a good cause, mm. right? But my thoughts were, Barwon Health, who run the hospital, wouldn't I be doing a better service by not competing and adding to their workload? That's right. Because I ended up there afterwards. It's almost like a self-sustaining industry. Isn't it? <laughs> we'll have a fun run and get some punters in yeah. and keep going. And then but, we have um, to go and drain their services after. It was a funny thing because the start was a bit of an anti-climax, wasn't it? Mm. It was almost like you expected to be on the start line and have like a gun or the hooter go off yeah. and you charge off. But like we were just standing around talking. And rubbish. all of a sudden, everyone started moving forward, shuffling. Forward. In the distance, you heard a hooter, and then everyone started shuffling, going, oh, geez, we're off here. We're off, yeah. And then what they don't tell you, what they don't tell you is there's big hills. 
Yeah, big hills. Big hills. And they were hard working. They're right at the start, right too. So Me and you were out of breath after about, four, I reckon, seriously, about 20 metres. Mate, I was cooked. Yeah. Genuinely yeah. cooked after about 500 metres because it was pretty much straight uphill. Yeah. And I've been training for this for about a month. <laughs> there's been a lot of alcohol. There's been a lot of uh, takeaway food. And well, I, I, yeah, I, I pinged my calf about 2K in. I was going all right at that point and then just felt this like, oh, no, did, was that my calf? Go. And... It sort of come good for a second. Mm. Like, it, it, I, I felt the strain, but then I sort of took the weight off it. And for a few steps, it was okay. And I sort of started picking up pace again. And it was almost like, oh, yeah, it must be all right. And then it just grabbed me and just went, nah, big fella, I'm nah, still here. Yep. I'm still here. And that was it. I was struggling after that. I just sort of slowed down a bit. I've got to say, though, when I saw you, when I came up behind you and saw you walking, I was overjoyed because I thought, <laughs> cause I thought if you're still running, I've got to keep running. I can't let you yeah. run and me walk. And when I saw you walking, I, I, I could have kissed you. I was so happy. Well, you wouldn't have seen me if I didn't do me calf. Because I was keeping up with Jody, and I probably would have been not. I'm not saying I would have kept up with her, but I would have kept running yeah, all day. Yeah. I can do that, but my calf went. And then uh, what was it about eight k in? The yeah, other one. The other yeah, one went. Yep, yep, yep. And and the last two k was like running on stumps, mate. I was in a lot of trouble. And uh, we it was like running through a Vietnamese minefield. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you look, and you can go to Facebook, go to our page on Facebook, and that's how you can get in touch with us too, isn't it? Through Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Messenger. Reach out. Um, and you can see a video. We, we love hearing from people. We, we do, or a person, even. Copying any, abuse. Anyone. Mm. Um, you can see the videos that I posted from the day. Uh, there's one where you try to cut a few Ks off the course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you caught me out there. Oh, I did, yeah. Just mucking around, he says. Oh, yeah, yeah I was mucking around, mate. I was um, going to try and turn around and cut a couple of Ks off when I've got a sore calf. <laughs> but I, how's that, though? Remember we were walking through the Botanical Gardens and the mosquitoes? Yeah, yeah I've got a video of your back of your neck, mate. Yeah. It was like they were in Vegas. They yeah. couldn't believe their luck. No. They were what, copulating on your back that's while what, they were eating your blood. And because I've got very short hair, yeah. they were actually eating... They were going through my hair and, and biting me on the head. They yeah, were, right. They were everywhere. You must look like woogie on the back of your neck that, today. That's well, no, it's in a lot back no, there. No, not too no. bad, not too bad. But yeah. the highlight for me, the highlight for me was you getting abused at a water station. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, tell the listeners what happened because so, I, don't, I don't reckon it should come from me. No, so we, so along the way there's uh, water station staff by wonderful volunteers who are helping you out. And, oh, they're not all wonderful. No, no, we'll get to that. And uh, quite cranky. <laughs> and then uh, you get your little half a cup of water and on you go and we get to this one and we like to stop and talk to volunteers mainly because we're out of breath but <laughs> we stop to this table and and the lady one of the ladies behind the counter goes oh I think I know you and she looks at me and then she looks at Luke and goes I definitely know you because you divorced my friend yeah, oh jeez right. and, and I was thinking well you got to narrow it down yeah, that's what there's been too <laughs> which, which wife was it anyway and so I thought oh, okay and she was sort of smiling about it and she was pretty sort of, seemed pretty sort of happy like it's just one of those things. And we finished our little cup of water and put it in the bin and we're going to waddle off into the distance. She's yelling behind us. Yeah, you, you, bro- you, you bastard. Heart, you bastard. Yeah, break her heart, you bastard. Mm. This is a bit rough. We're running here and we're getting verbally abused. Well, you know, I would have liked to turn around and discuss the whole pros and cons of it, you know, but uh, we're in the middle of a fun run, so um, pretty hard to stick up for yourself at that point so when you can't talk. Look, I wasn't able to get my hands on the results, but I did beat you, 
so. No, you did, but I, like I said, I couldn't even move towards the end. Oh, mate, life's full of excuses, I, isn't it? You know, I, co- I couldn't go with you. Well, you. You ran away at the end so you could make look good in front of your partner. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, and And I couldn't go with you. I couldn't. I, I made a surge from about 900 metres out, yeah. didn't I? Downhill. And, and, did you know there's a video? Right, I don't know if you... Did you see what I tagged you in Facebook today? No. I went to take a video of one of the guys... There was a guy in a wheelchair that did it, and he was crossing the finishing line and the guy was videoing it and they can't see him cross because you ran past at that time and you got right in their way. I haven't seen it. No, I tagged you in it. Have a look. Uh, Someone else pointed it out to me and and tagged me in it and said, here's Tim. Aaron from work work posted me... Uh, in a in a clip that where I finished, but yeah. I, I didn't see that I was in front of. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean you didn't know, of course, but no, I was just, just trying to show off. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but uh, I, I reckon it was funny. The funniest moment for me was when at one stage there we were jogging or whatever we call what you used a good word before waddling. I think waddling, you call it shuffling, shuffling along, and all the five. So the people that did five k's mm. started what 15, 20 minutes later, and all of a sudden they just started flying past us. Yeah, so the leaders, the leaders have a bike in front of them to clear the way. Yeah, you okay. know that, and they were going. I'll go over the left, and then the leaders of the five and a half k came through. Yeah, That's right. It. And and the vitriol we were giving them just because they ran past us oh. effortlessly. Like there was even little kids running past, and I'm talking like two and three year olds. <laughs> So it, we were just absolutely bagging the crowd. Each one of them sort of, and, and people were saying stuff like, oh, keep going, mate. Keep, keep, you go, piss off. Yes. Don't encourage me like I'm some sort of invalid. <laughs> you, they, haven't, you haven't lived. You yeah. haven't lived. Of course, this was all in my head because I couldn't talk. But I think at one stage we did say about, wish we had a BB gun. and Yeah, just start shooting them the as they go The two ladies and running in front of us sort of looked at us like it was serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to kill anyone. Just no, them I bit. just want to make their life hell. Just... Oh, um, it just the, the the bit that sunk me was um, so the the course in certain parts doubles back for the listeners who haven't done it. That sounds like helicopters. Which is most people who haven't. Um, done it, the course it? sort of in parts doubles back on itself, and on the bit where it's at the botanical gardens, it double doubles back on itself. As we were just heading into the botanical gardens, so we would have been about two k's in. We, I'm already struggling beyond belief, and coming the other way are the people who are leading the ten k race. Yeah. Like they've already been around the botanical gardens and are coming back. And coming back, yeah. and mate, they were flying. Yeah, and they were tiny. It's as real well. demoralising, though. Isn't oh, it? it just took the wind right out of my sight. Yeah. Yeah. It did. That's right, because we were really cruising before then. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I thought we were going to come last at one stage. Look, I couldn't see anyone. Well, that, that video I posted about, you know, was useless us having the things on the back of our T-shirts. Yeah. You, you watch all the people coming back down the road towards the finish line, and we're still heading out. Yeah. And there's literally, like, two people behind us. But we well, didn't come last, so it was good. I, I, I've taken it on board, and I've given up on my dream of um, making it to the Olympics. Well, you were known to be, you were going to be the Deke Stella yeah. of Mount Denise, but that dream is over. Yeah, no, nothing. I'm more like the George Costanza now. Oh, that's it. So, um, all right, well, that was fun. Well done, Tim. And look, I'll tell you what, we'll have a song, or are we going to go straight into the mailbag? Uh, look at the oh, time. We, we, yeah, we might need to go straight into the mailbag. Yeah, okay, play the jingle. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. All right, it is the mailbag. Uh, some listeners' favourite segment, I know, that uh, you get. we get lots of feedback. We do get a bit, don't we? Uh, we do. Um, so this week, mainly it all was uh, through the miracle of social media. Uh, like I said, I posted quite a bit of stuff on Sunday about the run. Um, and uh, you did as well. And uh, we got a lot of feedback. So the first bit was from a new friend of the show, 
Jacinta. Oh, yes, you told me about yeah, this. For yeah. Facebook, we uh, had the pleasure of running, waddling, shuffling next to her for... Yeah. She, sorry, she, I should point out, we were doing the waddling. She was... She, she was going beautifully. She was going beautifully. Yeah. Um, and we, She was lovely too. She was lovely. And we uh, shuffled next to her for a, a few hundred metres. And uh, she said, well done on finishing. So appreciate that. We weren't certain either. Um was great trotting with you for a bit. And uh, what she said that I thought was worth noting on course, in response to me saying that, uh, you know, running's like riding a bike, you never forget. She goes, yeah, riding a bike without a seat on. Yeah, that was great. So that was it? good. So go, Jacinta, and I hope you're listening, and uh, thanks for running with us for a bit on Sunday. Uh, here's one that I definitely thought I should put in. Uh, Ed Dunn on Facebook, uh, again, friend of the show, says, <coughs> I'll just clear my voice for this one so you can all hear clearly. Uh, <laughs> Tim, you've trimmed down. Fantastic. Luke, come on, mate. Lift your game. PMSL, which is piss myself laughing. Yeah, I reckon it should say piss off, Ed. No, it doesn't, so that one stands. Uh, Tim, Tim, you've trimmed down. Fan. Ed Dunn, it's not a real name. Yeah. Ed Dunn. Ed Dunn. Um, so, look, we'll just get through. Uh, we've got our guests, I think, at the front door. So uh, Okay, well, let's just do these last two and I'll okay. go and get uh, Next one is uh, Sue M on Facebook. I think it is the Sue M because it was on one Susie? of your posts and it just said, you idiot. Yeah, well, she's probably about right there. Yeah, so the yeah. one where you were stealing your grandmother's walking frame. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, yeah. I had to take Nana out shopping afterwards and I was walking worse than her. That's it. So I grabbed it. And said, no, you walk for a bit now, I'll grab this. And um, someone must have taken a video or something. So. And last but not least, of course, Ash B from uh, Mount Denis via Facebook. Uh, well done, guys. I definitely won't be doing it, dot, 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 ever. Well. You know what? Never ne- say never. Never say never. That's we might it. sign her up for next year. I think so. All right, well, I'm going to play a song. We'll go let this guy in. Now, this is, before, I want to introduce this song because it was a really nice thing that this person did. So, this is by Tones and I. It's called Cloudy Day. Mm. And recently, we did a video for the Kite Fest, Tim. You remember that? You were down there for Kids Plus was, Kite yep. Festival. Yep. And I did a video for them. And they messaged Tones and I and said, do you mind if we use your song for our video? And they got back and said, yeah, go for it. It was really right. nice of them. So, yeah, I'm going to play it for you now. Great stuff. Sponsor. Time to get the boys out of their comfort zone and broaden their horizons with a fast night out. There we go. So, what was her name again that did the jingle? Uh, Olga. Olga. Have you heard from her? No, she's keeping on. She's on the download at the moment. I think she's a bit busy liberating yeah. cities. And How is the war going over You don't hear much about yeah. it these days. Well, it's still depends. going on. I think it's all relative, really. I think if you're Russian, it's not going great. It's not going great. If you're Ukrainian, you're having a few wins, I think. But yeah, good. That's the sort of what we're Stinking getting. Stinking Russian. As we'll discuss later on, you know. It's I don't know much about politics, but I think Russia started it, didn't they? Well, they invaded the other countries. They so so reckon they yeah. started it, yeah. Or maybe they did something to upset Well, them. they would say they were conducting a police action to liberate certain parts of the country which they felt were oppressed. So yeah, OK. Yeah. It's all point of view, you know. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. I like it, Tim. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, right. we're getting quite political. Let's get on to some no, um, I'm blow the belt stuff. This oh, you're delaying it? Are you a little bit nervous, mate? I'm very nervous. Yeah. Like I said before, I know that you've got no sense of decency or restraint or self-control and the fact yeah. that I made you run 10 kilometres and hurt yourself yeah. yeah they're pretty good things to have those things yeah. but I've never had them no um, and, and it's probably a good thing I haven't Tim because what I've come up with I've had this 
under my sleeve for a long time. Under your sleeve? Is that the word? No. Up my sleeve. Up your sleeve. Yeah, well. Uh, uh, now, the other one I really wanted to get you to do was the one that I told you about, which was the, um, the, where I'd get you to model for a new drawing session. Yeah. And the lady down at... Um, <laughs> said absolutely not. Said, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, good. Um, so, uh, which I'm still working on that, by the way. I'm, I'm talking to some wildlife people as we speak. But uh, <laughs> it, it, the one we've got for today, oh. I'm really excited about. Now... There's something that you've spoken about both on stage and I think even on this show in the early days mm. that you really, really hate. Ikea. Well, that's close, but there's something else. Yeah. All right? And that's what I've booked you in for. But the thing is, you hate them more, but you hate them as it is when it's your own kids. But when it's someone else's, Tim, oh, at a school concert... Oh, you haven't. At a school concert... Oh. A school Christmas concert where you don't know any kids. Oh, you're kidding. And you're going to go along to that, all right, on the 30th of... Hang on, let me get the date up here. November. 30th of November. Wednesday. You made me block it out. Yeah. At, uh, I think it's at um, Costa Hall in uh, in Geelong there, near Deakin. Which school is it? You'll be going along to the Montpelier Primary School school <laughs> concert. Now, Tim, <laughs> I didn't just pick them out of a hat. Uh, They're one of the biggest schools. They've got a lot of classes. And how, many, how many kids go there? Well, I'm not sure, but it's, it says two and a half hours, but I reckon it'll go longer. <laughs> Those things no always way. tend to go no longer. Way. Do, you know so, how, do you know how they get you to? And I've spoken about this before too. It's yeah. so like if your kid's in prep, you go, great, little Johnny can do their performance. We're out of there. Yeah. Time to see whatever on TV. Then they go, no. You've, you've got, got to stay for the finale. For the all school performance at the at end. At the end. And that's how they get you. Because otherwise there'd be no one left by the time that come along. And then, you know, we're up to grade 5G. Well, no. you'll be able to tell us all about it, Tim, after the 30th, because you'll be going along to see the Montpellier School. Now, it's going to be funny when like, people go, oh, which one's your kid? And, uh, you know, and you'll be <laughs> I'm saying, not gonna, oh. I'm not going to say that line. Say, no, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But uh, oh. it, it should be good. Now, I know when I spoke to your partner on the weekend, I said there is the opportunity to get her a ticket if mm. she really wants to go. But I think she'd probably want to sit this one out um, and let you go along. And, and, you know, she's probably looking after the boys. And, um, you know, I'm you not can, a betting man, but I reckon the final will illuminate in not too short Yeah, I'm pretty with, sure she'll be going after the kids. <laughs> yeah, and I'll exactly. Be there. Because what we've learned, what we've learned in this segment is it's that much worse if you do it by yourself. On your yourself. own. Yeah. Which yeah. you haven't done yet, by the way. Well, that's because I've got good people around me, Tim. <laughs> but I'm so, pretty sure I wouldn't be able to drag someone along to that. So Montpellier. Where, where is that? Exactly? Well, it's, it's, it's a school in Heighton. Uh, probably don't mention them too much. Uh, no, Jody, there she goes. I'm yeah, out. I'm, I'm out. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. Nice to know you're listening. So um, I look forward to talking to Tim throughout the night there. I won't you know, interrupt because there's yeah. going to be a lot of great shows on throughout the night that you won't want to miss. But because it is a primary school, they're not going to be great. Do we know, um, do we know <laughs> what the theme is? Like, is it around the world or season? I don't know. You'll find out on the night, Tim. You could report back to us and let us know. Like, we, 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 what we might get you to do, like a critic, just take a pen and paper and just, you know, critique the kids. Go, look, you need to lift your game. That performance was a bit wooden. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, try, you know, putting a bit of emotion into uh, it. I've told you the story, haven't I, about some years back when I lived in Ballarat and we used to foster kids and we had a young guy who was going to Bunnyong Primary School. Wonderful school, by the way, but a big school. And their primary school concert, I knew 
knew what I was in for because they were doing round the world. <laughs> like, I don't know how many countries are there in the 183 or something. They were covering about 160 of them. <laughs> and, and I remember as a joke, I might have had a few drinks beforehand because I had to get through it. And I offered, I was talking to the pr- uh, principal of the school and I said, how about I just give you 20 grand yeah. for the fundraising? Did, and we just call you, say, you, go, you go, how much do you make out of this? Yeah, he goes, 20 grand. You go, I'll write you a check right now. Check. <laughs> And it was every bad. And like the problem is too is you can't you can't let your emotions run away with you because you'll be sitting there and they'll go and now like I said it's class five G. You go, oh five G. How and many, and all how many parents, classes are there? And the parents around you all look at you, glaring yeah. at you because like they're pretending to have a good time because that's what you're meant to do. Well, this is the one that's got the most kids that I could make out. <laughs> like I, I I plan this one. How much is the, the most classes? Oh, don't you worry about it, mate. I'll take care of that. <laughs> um, so, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, nah, you, you've you've done well. That's uh, that is going to be appalling. Yeah, it is. It's going to be tough. But uh, look, just to pick up your mood, if you look at the running sheet there, what's the name of the next song? Uh, uh, Lilac Wine. Yeah, a bit of Jeff Buckley coming for you oh, now, Tim. Oh, great! Thanks very much. tones of Jeff Buckley. What do you think, Tim? How are you feeling right now? I'd rather sandpaper my junk off than listen to that song again. <laughs> That's appalling. Because, like, you know, you're talking about Peter Jackson changing the plums on the trees and stuff like that. Yeah. He's the sort of guy that would go in the studio and go, no, nah, no, nah, I want it exactly like this. And someone would go, Jeff, listen, mate, that's appalling. Right? No one will listen. He goes, nah, that's the way I want it. Mate, he's just an artist. That's what they do. These people have visions and they, they carry them out to entertain the masses, Tim. And I was, I was very much entertained listening to that. Jar Jar Binks was a vision. <laughs> and someone's, yeah, someone someone said that no, Jar Jar Binks, yeah. Well, that's another, yeah, George Lucas, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was great, mate. It was just to see the look on your face when I started playing it and it was mm. worth it for me. Um, we've got a guest in the studio who'll be coming up soon, mm. Greg Dunnis. He quite enjoyed the look on your face too, Tim. So, he did. Uh, now, I've got a, we got a, a bit of mail over the last week and I have to find, so I probably should have looked it up before I started talking. Um, Prep's not your strong suit. No, nah, it's not. Prep's not good for me. Uh, but we're, what it is, we're going to bring back an old segment because an old schoolmate um, messaged me with, with, yes, with some of so, yeah. you know, I'm going to play the jingle. This is for Scam of the Week. Some are ridiculous. Some are funny. Don't be a fool. Keep your money. It's Fat and Ginger's Scam of the Week. We're not on a pay-for-play thing with Deidre, are we? No, I don't think so because we haven't. I haven't heard from her in a long time. I she's, hope not. She's moved on to bigger and better things. <laughs> yes. I think she's doing um, jingles for Joe Rogan's podcast now. So, uh, but uh, the scam of the week. We yep. used to do a, a mention of all the, the different scams yep. that are around, and there's been a few rippers over the. Maureen Harrison got in touch again. Remember she came that? Back, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, "Where you been?" And uh, yeah, she didn't report. So, for those of you who don't remember, uh, Maureen, sorry, Captain Maureen Harrison from Captain the Maureen, yeah. uh, U.S. Air Force apparently was looking to move some moody gold and wanted us. Wanted Wanted our help, and um, yeah, and when you sent her a picture of my passport uh, with Mr. Potato Head on it, and she yeah, yeah she was still up for it. So. Yeah, she was still, and that goes to show that it was very similar um, to your <laughs> real passport picture. Anyway, what do you but, got for us? Uh, well, an old school friend, Steve Scofflin, uh, good bloke, Scoffers. He used to uh, used to be a good fellow at school, and I haven't seen him for a long, long time. And he's up in Queensland, and mm. he must listen to the show. Um, in fact, he gave us a bit of a. A, a leg up actually he wrote some really nice things about it he wrote the show is good mate I've been listening to it a bit very funny and definitely captures that Aussie larrikin quick-witted self-depreciating 
slapstick style of humour. Yeah, deprecating. Um, pity you have to drag Tim along, Tim along with you. He does so, not say that at no, the end. made that you up. You ruined it. You're but look, it's nice of him to write yeah, through. Yeah, but it's good. He sent this in. He thought he might like it. So it must have been around about the time that he was looking for uh, tickets for a show, I think. Mm. it's. Um, I can't say which show it is. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. But he's trying to buy them. Yep. And the person says, yes, they're available. How many are you looking for? He said, one or two. Uh, I'll, you know, would you take $70 per ticket? He said, yep, no worries. Give you an email address. I'll forward you the tickets. So just just to clarify, all these all this interaction happens on the same day. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, it does. But anyway, it does yeah. from what I read. And, and then the person kept being really pushy You're there, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll get back to you. Hang on a second. Anyway, are you still selling the tickets? Anyway, yes. For the Brisbane show, yes. That was on last night. <laughs> yes. So you're t- selling tickets to a show that was on yesterday. And the person's right, because you are stupid, you know it was yesterday, and you are asking, I'm still selling. Stupid people, thief. <laughs> so, 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 so this, was the, this is the problem why the, the, why the segment got binned the first time, is because mostly they're all the same and they're all just dumb, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're all emails and that, but that's a good one where he's, he's actually had a bit of interaction with. Had a crack. And, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, obviously he's been called stupid because of it. No worries. Uh, that's great. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed it? <laughs> the build-up wasn't worth no, it, was it? it was a That's good. I like it. I like the fact someone takes the time to send one into. That's what we wanted. No, that, that is exactly That's what right. we wanted people to that, do. And, and the thing is, too, is those sorts of people must get people to do it, to buy those things or to have success to keep going and doing them. Yeah, well, they must make money somehow. Yeah. They would have been struggling over COVID, I think. They would have had to get on Job Seeker. Yeah, but more no one was selling tickets. <laughs> well, she would, that person would have. Yeah, probably. Maureen Harrison, on the other hand, there's still oh, gold to be moved. Gold to be moved, mate. Maybe uh, I hurt my back at the start of the year because I would have helped her. Oh, jeez, don't even start on that. <laughs> do you want to have a song or do you want to go straight into That's Crap? Uh, I think for time-wise, we might have to go straight into it. Come on, let's go. Um, so I'll play the jingle. Yep. <laughs> So this is uh, this is actually my favourite segment of the show. How, how do you differentiate the rest of our show to this? It's all crap, really, isn't it? Nah, it's all whinging, isn't it? It's all. And this is having a bit of a sook. Two middle-aged, overweight, portly gentlemen. Well, uh, according to Ed Dunn, I'm not overweight, and you are. So yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you what I think. So you of Ed are the Dunn. fat. Have you got the beat ginger. button? Here? I'll tell you what I think of Ed Dunn. <laughs> He's a valued listener. Now, yeah, I you. wanted to talk about. So that's crap. Is uh, something where we talk, uh, we explore something that everyone thinks is great, mm-hmm. but is in fact crap. Okay, go for it. So, it pains me to bring this one up. Yeah, I know. As a cricket... uh, As a cricket tragic. Yeah. um, I'm actually flying to Manchester next year to watch an Ashes test. Yeah. So, I love my cricket. Well, you'll be able to see this boat just on the other team. (laughs) He... The amazing Adelaide Test match, he is the man I remember the most because he hit the winning runs. I'm, of course, talking about Mike Hussey. And Mike Hussey now coaches, is now the batting coach for the English cricket team. Yeah, it's sad. Sad it's days, wrong. Yep. It's not right. And the thing that gets my goat even more is when we got a batting coach, we have sort of, it was almost like we did a reverse, right? And who did we get? We got Graham Hick. Really? They get Mike Hussey, we get Graham Hick. Well, this is it's, where like, it's, it's like giving a Lamborghini to someone yeah. and getting a mini minor in return. See, Mike Hussey is Australian for cricket. And he, he is. He is and, absolutely as Aussie as they come. And, and here's a picture of him. Look, there it is. I know pictures aren't great for radio, but look at him. There he is with his it, mates. In his English gear. In his English gear, holding well, up the trophy. Cock a hoop. 
Makes me sick. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm glad you brought a picture in for radio. That's no, great. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll put it on the socials. There oh, you go. Yeah, yeah, do that. With your, just, your photocopy. <laughs> I'll take a photo of the photocopy. <laughs> of the photocopy. Well, yeah, I know what you mean, mate. For, so for so hang on, what are you putting in that crap? Because people are saying that he's well, good. He used to be good, now he's gone across. He's gone crap. It's, yeah. it's below when Gary Abler went to Gold Coast. Oh, look, that did come up when I was just thinking about what's a, a good analogy. Well, Gary Abler going to Gold Coast. But, but that's it's worse. It'd be like Gary Abler going to Hawthorne. Oh. Or Collingwood or something like it's... Uh, or Richmond. Or Richmond. Imagine yeah. that. No, let's not. Oh, Gary Ablett gives it off to Dustin Martin. Yeah. Oh, palms off Dangerfield in the forward pocket of the 2020 grand final through the big sticks. Well, I can, we can talk footy if you want. Like It's up to you. Oh. I, can, I can tell you a little bit about what's what happened recently. Uh, so, look, mine's um, a bit like yours. I'll give you that too because that's, cra- that's yeah. disappointing. That's it more is. than crap. That's disgusting. Mike Hussey <laughs> going and doing disgusting. that. Uh, how, how, how bad would you be for a crash, really? A guy's made a fortune off IPL and all that sort of thing. He can't need the money. No. And, and if he does need the money, then we should be like... Um, like Having a whip round. Like the Victorian government uh, sponsoring the netballers. Yes. Just go, well, don't worry about it. Well, here's 15 million and uh, off yeah. you go, Mike. Yeah, that's what right. you need. Have a yeah, GoFundMe page. Yeah. <laughs> Keep hussing Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Hussy's probably the right word for it, isn't it? It is. Um, so, all right. So, I've got one, Tim, that yep. I'm really excited about. We're getting, we just bought a new smoker. Yep. All right, so my partner's just moved in. Yep. Hello, Ash, if you're listening. And she's bought a, a new smoker and she's telling me about these smoked meats. Yep. And, and that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm really excited about it. But I've been that excited about it the last week that I've realised I'm one of those people now. Go on. I've re- reached a certain age where that's like the highlight of my week now that I'm going to get some smoked meat. Well, they reckon, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they reckon that uh, once you get over 40 as a guy, you're either like one of three things. Go on. Smoking meats, yeah. riding <laughs> bikes. Yeah. Or World War Two history. So there you go. Smoking meats is your thing. Is that, you can't put everyone in three different categories. Oh, we'll ask Greg when he comes on air. It'll be one of those three things. Yeah, Greg, are you uh, one of those three things? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. We'll get yeah. back to him on yeah. that. But yeah, look, okay. Well, I, don't, I didn't know that that was a thing, but I'm... I was really excited about it. Then I've gone, oh, my God. I used to laugh at people like that. Like, mm. people that do their lawn and get it and take photos of it all that. And I was going, mate, what's wrong with these people? We've got get something else to do. There's... there's Porn on the internet. Go find something to do. You know what I mean? Like, and not take photos of a of a lawn. Yeah, lawn porn, lawn porn's a real thing. That's what I mean. Yes, lawn porn on the internet. Never should grass touch concrete. The edges are oh God essential to get them just right. You're another one. Anyway, yeah. come on. So yeah, I, 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 I guess what I'm saying for that's crap because I re- am looking forward to the yeah. meat. Don't get me wrong, Tim. I'm really looking forward yeah. to the meat, but it's just the whole idea that you reach a certain age mm. and this becomes the most exciting thing in your life. That's all right. Embrace it. Yeah, I know, but it's not that good. It's like when you were water. What were you doing with the water jet on pressure the, cleaning? Pressure concrete. cleaning the, the concrete, mm-hmm. and you couldn't stop talking about it for a week. I, I tell you what, call in listeners. There'd be a lot of other people that find it as satisfying as I did. And I'm looking across at our guest. Can I get a yeah? See, oh, Jesus. Yep. I'm outnumbered here. You are. Well, it looks like I've reached that age. I've reached menopause, and and this is what I get. Like this is what I get excited about now. Now we're coming over to give it a test run on Sunday. Yes. And what can I expect? Well, I think uh, Ash has organised a brisket. Oh, stop it. But yes, and also she said something about like a. Now get don't quote me on this, and I know she'll text in, but it's like a calf's shin or something, or a cow's shin or something like that. that Shins. No, no, the shin was in the word. Yeah, okay. And I'm never, I didn't even know you eat the shin. No, no. I'm, I imagine no. the shin's the bone you eat around it, but yeah. I, I'll find out, maybe. I don't know. Right. Ash, if but, you're listening, let us know. But we have mm. got 
people coming over Thursday too, so we'll, you might only get one of those. Hey. Well, I don't think she's going. I think she's going to cook one on Thursday and one on what? Sunday. So I'll leave the shin for you, big fella. Oh, okay, it's, it's a long way to the shop, Tim. All right. Station sponsor. And we're back, Tim, here at Fat and Ginger. I yeah. like that uh, it's a long way to the top, how it, the last bit just keeps going and going and going, doesn't it? They could cut it off. They could, like, you know, just uh, take the noise well, down. Or... Uh, the other great examples are Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, you've brought that up on yeah, the show before. I have, yeah. It just goes on and on and on and yeah. on. Self-indulgence, Tim, that's, that's what it. you call it. I do. I suppose they paid the bagpipes playing. He goes, I want to get me money's worth. <laughs> we'll right. just play the same thing for the next two minutes. That's right. So they recorded 30 seconds of him and just played it on a loop. <laughs> Now, we've got a very special guest, Tim. And yes, it's been a while since we've been on here because we've been away and we thought we're going to... We had a little bit of a chat, didn't we? He said, no, nah, let's get serious now. We need to bring in the big guns. Yep, and then you turned up at 8 to 8. Yeah, so that's good for me. I told it you is, that. That's, yeah. that's the earliest I've ever been here, eight minutes before we start. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio here, we've got a bloke who used to work for the Geelong Advertiser and now is an editor at The Age. Producer. He's a producer. Producer. And maybe does a bit of editing. I'll just throw that inside. Don't sound wrong. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, please give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Greg Dundas. That's your pause, Greg. And then it keeps going for about 20 seconds, so you just... It's, we should have sorted it one day, shouldn't we? I'll fade it down. There we go. I'll fade it down. Thanks How are you, mate? Good? I'm great. It's a very... The warmest reception I've ever had, so thanks. Beautiful, for mate. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure you get that all, everywhere you go. You walk into a building and it's like that. But uh, good to have you here, mate. It's, uh, what's been happening? Oh, it's um, exciting to be here. I'm looking forward to having a bit of a yarn with you guys. And uh, although, as I might have mentioned earlier, I'm a little bit lame today, so carrying some sore ribs from uh, cricket on the weekend. Bit of a, yeah. bit of a dive, I hear, mate. Yeah, old men uh, trying to relive their youth on the cricket field, and I came unstuck, so I don't know if I'll be uh, available for round two at this stage. Then oh, did so you bat? Yeah, I had a bat. Yeah, only, only managed nine. So A craftily compiled nine? There's nothing wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. That was, I was, uh, my excuse is I was sore after my time. <laughs> yeah, but it's got worse and worse as the week's gone on. So, Well, after this show goes to air, mate, you, there might be a spare job coaching the England batting lineup. Yeah, that's uh, right. After Hussey disgraces himself. and, and Oh, he'll, he'll after hearing this, he'll remove himself from the role. Uh, well, I, you'd think so. Yeah. I hear he's a big fan of the show. So. Yeah, well, that's... That's right. Well, and what you don't know, Greg, is that we change things when we mention them on the show. Yeah, so we do, yeah. Dixie Drumsticks, remember those? The, the, they were out of production. We mentioned them on the show. They came back. Yeah, Tim uh, said the Queen had died. Yep. I mean, yeah, eight in, months later, she did. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness, she was 96. It was on the, it was on the cards. It was what else, we, what else have we done? There's been a few things, haven't um, there? There was a couple of other ones. So I can't remember what they were. There was a well, football controversy. Yeah, yeah. We said that, they so said there'd be a big that's scandal. That's a big one about that. That's great about the Brownlow. I love it. Oh yeah, what happened there? There was the. Um, you might know a bit more about this, Greg. What happened with the umpire? Yeah, so there's allegation, obviously, that an umpire and uh, some of his associates have been, uh, or that some res- uh, Brownlow results have been leaked out, and some bets were placed on. Uh, on were, games were they games that, that he officiated in? That's. What I understand that's, that's the, the allegation. Seems to be the allegation yeah. at this stage. So, yeah. and it, it comes to the old thing. So, I'm, I'm an AFL umpire, right? And I say to you, listen, go and put some money on three votes for 
bugger lugs in this game. Can you bet on who gets a three in that game? I'm sure you can on the night, probably. You can bet on anything. And then you go, I'll put $10,000 on it. And all of a sudden, all the alarm bells go off and they go, hang on. You know, you've never put a $10,000 bet on before. It's a really unusual bet. And they start looking and they'll start looking and into they start it. seeing who's, who yeah. your mates Allegedly, of course. Um, so this sounds like it's something I could be involved in. I could, I imagine that umpires in general wouldn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> so if I was to befriend one and just sort of like, you know, get him, get him cut and just sort of work out who he favours in a few games, I reckon I could, yeah, maybe get some money for Fat and Ginger. Well, because you could do it in the local leagues as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. on there. Remember not so long ago, and you probably remember this, Greg, when there was a, a syndicate of Malaysian businessmen, I think they were, betting on like third grade soccer in Victoria. Yes, yes. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing ever. And I can't remember how exactly it worked, but these guys, worth millions and millions, were betting on, like, you know, the Greensboro Hornets versus the, you know, Drysdale Crickets or whatever. It was insane. Yeah. And there was a, a great scandal with the um, fake IPL cricket. Do you remember that one earlier this year? That's right. The, and they, they were broadcasting just mugs playing somewhere, weren't they? I think it was coming out of paddocks somewhere in India, was it? Um, That's to, right. To, in, um, to to That's entrap right. Russian Russian oligarchs uh, spending <laughs> betting right. big on fake IPL games. Oh, really? That's well, they're making it up. That's like the sting with the commentators the sting. and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Sorry, I, I know we're here to talk about you know print media and very serious things, but I know you're a cricket fan because you obviously donated your body on the weekend of the game. So, <laughs> have you ever watched the European Cricket League? A, a little bit. It is fantastic, it, and I can't recommend it highly enough for any cricket fan because. The skill level's not huge, but the passion is just right up there, and these guys put their heart and soul into the game. Well, it's on TV. Well, it's broadcast online, I think. Greg, is that right? Or yeah, I've seen clips of it yeah. on social. Um, I'm I'm thinking if you saw me fall on the ball on Saturday afternoon, it might have been a bit similar to what you've seen. <laughs> <on YouTube. laughs> so it wasn't graceful lot, then. Lot, lots of passion, but not great skill. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like me in a few areas of my life. <laughs> But uh, no, well, you, we had had a, you had an issue with the ball recently, didn't you? Well, no, we're not talking about that on air. That, we'll save that for the comedy festival show. All right, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I can't help myself. No, that's all right. But uh, look, Greg, we met you uh, when you were down at the Addy. Uh, I think you come along to a Dragons night one night. We met you in Goodfellow and uh, used to used to do a few stories around. After that, I sort of liked reading your articles and you, you did a quite a few good ones. And uh, and then what, what happened, mate? You you end up at the age. So did they approach you or did you um, see an ad or how, how did you end up at the age? Yeah, so I um, had been at the Addy for 13 years uh, up until September last year. So yeah. I was hoping to go out with a, a Cats grand final win as a Cats fan and a Good. A year too early. Yeah, yeah, that was Greg, thanks for your time, and that's all we got time for today. <laughs> um, that didn't quite happen last year, and anyway, I got the opportunity. Um, got some um, former colleagues of mine from the Addy who work work at the Age, and they told me about a job that was going, and so I made the move up the highway. Uh, a year ago, still living in Geelong, though. And, yeah, uh, so you, you travel, or you, I think you said you do a day or so from home, or yeah, we're able to do a little bit of work from home still, and um, so I, but I travel up most of the time now for, for my shift. And what are the fundamental differences between, obviously, the size, but um, with the way that they operate? So you're obviously a, a steward of the 80. I mean, people that listen to the Pulse, mate, they would have read your stories. They know exactly who you are. Uh, what, what were the fundamental differences when you got there uh, 
being at a bigger paper like that. Yeah, it was, it was certainly um, a, a strange way to start a job as well because when I started there in September last year, we were in lockdown. Mm. So I did a new job for six or seven months maybe um, working from home every day of the week wow. at that stage and not really getting to know my colleagues. Went to the cr- Christmas party and um, <laughs> it wasn't until I rocked up, this is almost um, a long, this sort of uninvited stranger, I rocked up to the Christmas party and thought, geez, I actually, how do I know, how am I going to work out if I'm at the right Christmas party? I don't know anyone. No. Um, and had to sort of navigate that. Um, but in terms of the, it's, it is just a much bigger organisation and my role in it is obviously very different, a much smaller role than what I had um, by the time I left the Addy. I was um, the deputy editor there, so I had a you know, very influential role. I was involved in a lot of the um, decision making, um, whereas I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a, a soldier at the age. And do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy that change in role, sort of taking yeah, a, a step back, is it, perhaps, if, if you like? Yeah, it's a, a step up, but it's step back yeah. in, in other ways yeah. so yeah I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the change I'm enjoying seeing how a, you know um, a serious newspaper like The Age um, deals with news having some really experienced and some fantastic journalists some of the best journalists in Australia that um, mm. I get to look at their work every day and you know hopefully make a contribution so am I right that The Age got sold to Channel 9 was it is that right yeah so I'm employed by Channel 9 yep. now yeah and has that changed anything around editorial stuff at The Age uh, it'd be hard for me to say it was or was it not, uh, 9 when I started actually bound not to <laughs> <laughs> but what I can say is that certainly there's a very um, collegiate sort of attitude in the way that we um, are able to work and, and our news desk and the nine news desk yep. are in contact with each other. Same with 3AW as well, which is part of... Oh, is that right? That, I didn't know that. that. same firm as well. Yep. Um, you know, we're able to, to use footage that comes in from Channel 9 throughout yep. the day on our website, yep. um, press conferences and things like that. Yep. Um, uh, I know there's a Christmas party coming up where everyone's in together. So. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and you'll know people this time. So yeah, that's know right. Where you are. That's yeah. right. Hey, you're probably rock up and go, I don't know anyone here, it's all Channel 9. My, my, my kids are hoping that I get to meet Hamish, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and is, is print media, and I'm oh, trying to think of the right way to say this, is print media, so the actual newspaper itself, is that on the way out? Uh, I think I think it's obvious that that is happening. Yeah. Um, you know, you only have to travel on a train, which is something that I do quite regularly nowadays, and cast your mind back to what it used to be yeah. like travelling on the train in the morning and maybe every second person would have a newspaper mm. spread out reading it. It's always tough for the age back then too, and it was a big paper it back then. Yeah, yeah, really, really had to spread yourself Saw out. Saw the experts yeah. though, because they had the, they'd have a lot of that and they'd have the flick, and then they'd just, yeah, yeah. oh, it was good to flick. That's good the one, one. Yeah. yeah, seasoned reader. Yeah. Um, and, but you would struggle to see a person on the train reading a newspaper these days. Because I, I would have thought that even in 2022 now, it's still, to me it's probably a bit surprising that there's still newspapers, hard newspapers are still around now. Yeah. Like you, you'd think that with the you know, phones and whatnot that everyone would be reading yeah, everything. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't like reading a newspaper on a phone. No, but you're also over 40. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I did I'm grow not saying I'm digging it, but... No, no, well, I am yeah. over 40, man. That's fine. But uh, I don't know. It's just to me... I, and I like reading everything else on a phone. But when it comes to newspaper, I prefer to sit there with yeah, the paper so and, and read it and yeah. from, from back to front. It just doesn't feel right on a phone. Yeah. No, sure. it doesn't. And I, I feel the same way about Kindles as well. 
people rave about Kindles and the e-book things, and I, I can't get into them. I can't. I still have to have that. I don't know whether it's a tactile thing or whatever it is, but I still want the hard copy in front of me. Yeah. And I also do that with documents. I like to print documents out and read them. I think it's just a, a mm. thing of being older, because you know I'm sure an 18 year old would be. Yeah, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I, I can just read them on the phone. That's fine. It, the, there, I mean, there you go. There's, there's still a market, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Know, there's plenty of people like yourself, yeah. and I'm like that as well. You know, I, um, ever since uh, I was probably 12 years old, I, I used to have a newspaper delivery yep. job. That was my first job. I loved getting home at at the end of my paper round, opening the paper out, getting a bowl of wheat picks out, and yeah. and reading particularly. You know, so weren't you? Mean to deliver that one, or no? It always, it always somehow ends up with spare. a couple extra. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, systematic. Yeah. yeah. So, so even back then, you you loved the paper. Did you know you were going to go into journalism? Um, I don't know that I did. I remember a careers teacher telling me to to try something, think of something else, because that was pretty hard to get into. Um, but I certainly did get an appetite for news in those days. I remember waking up at five o'clock and getting down to the paper shop and enjoying opening up the pipe the stacks of papers and thinking you know you were hearing stuff because the story wasn't breaking online the night before mm. it was legitimately yeah, fresh news the yeah, it was yeah, on the yeah. on, on the page in those days and um enjoying knowing what was happening before anyone else you know before yeah. most people did um so that that was i guess maybe where i got an appetite for it Man, isn't it funny when you talk about it like it doesn't feel like it's that long ago but the internet came along in our era and it's, you know, you don't want to sound like a granddad like, oh, before that we used to do this and that but it wasn't that long ago that that was how we got our news. Like, you'd watch the news at 6 o'clock and it would only be on at 6 o'clock. There was no news channel back then and you get the paper in the morning and that's how you found out what was going on in the world. There was no internet, um, you know, up until probably the time I was about, what, 17, 18, 19, there was yeah. just nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think it's happened in our lifetime but our kids would just look at us and go, what are you talking about, no internet? Because yeah. I remember the um, um, uh, the Challenger disaster. The only reason I knew about that was because the cricket was on at the time. I was watching the cricket and they were crossing to it. You know, it was like a breaking news thing. It's not like these days. You'd know about it the second it, hap- this, the second it happens, don't you? Like, well, the queen dying was a good one. Yeah. Everyone, everyone woke up to it. We all knew at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. Whereas in the old days, it all just be via TV. Yeah, or filter in when the, when the news come on. Mm. And, and that must put a lot of pressure on you as a producer of online content because you've got that 24-hour news cycle to fill. Is that something that's a big thing at the age or is that more of a commercial thing where you're always trying to find new content to fill? Certainly, um, there's a lot of pressure on us to have a, a website that's fresh and dynamic and up-to-date yep. um, throughout the day. Um but you know, there's there's plenty happening as well, and you know, the, uh, I guess one of the main differences in regards to your question before, Luke, is just the um, the sphere that we can collect our news from mm. for, for that newspaper. It is a, a paper that you know, a world story is. If it's the biggest story, it it's the front page story the next day. Um, whereas at the Addy, you know, it's, it's Addy's point of difference is that it needs to be local, and yeah. you know, so we would always focus on being hyper local with a paper like that because that's otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, so it'd have to be a pretty big story in this region to share. 
mm-hmm. the, the same story, front page story with someone else. So, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good point. And the Audi uh, was always been good at that, uh, of, of really following the stories around Geelong. And uh, it's good that they're still doing it. But, geez, they're pretty streamlined these days, mate, aren't they? Yeah, no doubt. It's a um, great little paper and, um, you know, something I was really proud of the time I worked there. And it's one of the oldest continuing newspapers in the country, the Audi. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I did read that. Well, um, I, I mean, just, I read it in their paper. But. Yeah, we um, did, I think, two years ago. Yeah, 1840 it started, so, wow. and that makes it the second oldest continuing the published. Being, were you out there then? The Sydney Morning Herald. Oh. Yeah. No, you weren't there, wouldn't No, started, not in 1840. No, no there's only a couple hundred people in the world. <laughs> in those days. Yeah, well, imagine what that you looked like. Is there any copies of it? You think about all the things that they covered in, in that time. You know, yeah. they were the first yeah. newspaper to report the discovery of gold in Victoria. Is that right? Were they really? Yeah. Wow. You know, um, we, uh, Ned Kelly hanged is in the pages of the Addy. Huh. Um, remarkable um, is there, have, world wars. Is, is there and, any copies of anything like that? Uh, 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 Exist or is it just? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, they've got some some uh, memorabilia in the office um, on Little Mallop Street, um, not far from where we are now. And um, uh, so, 2020, when they marked the 180th birthday, they did like a special booklet that was sold through news agents, which had around 32 front wow. pages from throughout time, including the very first front page. Yep. Wow. From, you know, um, and and then lots of other ones, you know, reporting things like what I was just reeling off, World Wars and yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kelly yeah, being yeah. hanged and September 11, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So when did the Geelong Cats, when were they first formed? They were 1859. So what did you yeah. report on for the first 19 years? Yeah, that's right. The nothing. Cats weren't around. You know, <laughs> nothing. It was just a blank paper. <laughs> but <laughs> the, you know, the um, public notice to have a meeting to form the Cats. It was in there? It was in the That's attic. so good. Really? Mm. So yeah. who wants to come down and play footy? So it's a remarkable, yeah. um, you know, document of the history of where we live. Yeah, that's great. And what's what was your, when you were working at the Addy for 13 years, what was your favourite story that you covered that you look back on and go, that was the highlight of my time at the Addy? Well, it was actually one of, one of my favourite stories um, in terms of certainly something that I was, still feel very happy with and he's a good friend of mine now. I know he's a friend of yours, Luke, um, Sam Morefoot. Yeah. We yeah. did a, a great yarn with him um, back when he started his job as a water boy at the yeah. Cats and um, and to go behind you know, um, closed doors at the Cats. See how he was um, welcomed within the club by the players. How yeah. how warmly they treated him. Um, to get that access, um, the players who can some you know sometimes a little bit reserved were really open and happy to talk about. Um, the respect and the warmth they had for Sam. Yeah, they love him down there, mate. He's world famous these days. Yeah, he is. He is. Sam, I he's can't even get him on the phone these days. I've got to go through his agent. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw Sam on the ground at the grand final, yeah. um, waving um, his colours around. I sent his dad. Uh, uh, a picture and got a message back pretty quickly and Dale said, oh, that's where he is. I'm glad to know he's... Yeah, glad to know he's floating around <laughs> I'd <somewhere>. lost him. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently, he just wandered down to the fence and I'd lost him. And, and he's gone. Next thing you know, he's on the ground singing yeah. the song. So yeah. what a great story. Yeah, that is. no, I'm hoping I often catch up with Sam. I'll see him around Geelong a little bit, but often catch up with him um, on holidays at Robe over summer, Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. sort of bumping into oh, yeah. each other down there. So And wonderful family too, Dale again. and Indy and everyone. It is just a great bunch of people and good things happen to good people 
Melbourne. And so, but uh, he, he's one of our rippers down at the, the Geelong Dragons. And um, yeah, it's good that you've. Yeah, you've I really like telling that story. There's, you know, I did lots of um, court and politics and things like that, but that was a story that certainly put a smile on a lot of people's faces. Absolutely. And continues to. Because that, that clip of him. There Joel Selwood getting him and coming over the fence on the field. They went nuts in the States and all over the world. Yeah, well, they, yeah. I'm pretty sure they interviewed him from America. They had people yeah. wanting to know more about it. So, so they should too. It's great. Yeah. No, it's lovely. Lovely fella, Sam. He's got a heart of gold. Yes. So we had him in here one night as a guest on the show. It cost us a fortune, didn't oh, it? <laughs> yeah, his fee was crazy, mate. It only took yeah. cash too. Yeah, it and took cash. Did he have a rider? Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's all in the contract. <laughs> Yeah, nah, he's a lovely fella. That's it. Uh, they've got their own podcast coming out soon too, I think. Yeah, Tyler, they started, so, yeah. Yeah, I haven't Great. seen it yet, but we'll have to have a look out for it. Hey, listen, why don't we play a tune? Yep. Uh, I've got a song here, Tim, by a band that I'm going to see on Saturday. I'm very excited about. Mm. Crowded House. They, yeah. they pulled out due to COVID. I think about eight months ago, nine months ago. So we finally get to see them on, uh, on Saturday. Should be good. This is called Fall at Your Feet. Looking forward to seeing those guys on Saturday. Tim, what do you think? Yeah, New Zealand's finest work. They're Australian, aren't they? We, we take all of New Zealand's best stuff and pass it off as our own. We do Farlap, yeah. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Pavlova. Gets. Pavlova? Yeah, apparently. Well, that's a big debate. Well. Massive debate. Yeah, Greg, yeah. You're, a, you're a man of the world. Pavlova, Australian or Kiwi? I always thought Australian, but yeah. I stand to be corrected. No, I think it is. I just the Kiwis like to bang on about it being Kiwi and stuff. No, so. they're probably just whinging about something. That's but, you know, look, having been there recently, they're lovely people, mate. i tell you what, one thing I did notice was just how lovely everyone was. Really? Just everyone, well, except the Marys that night, but everyone else yeah, was... that was uh, your fault. That was my fault. Yeah. Everyone else was just super, super friendly, out of their way friendly, and they're really lovely people. So hello to all our New Zealand friends over there, and thank you for giving us Crowded House. <laughs> and file that. We'll take it. And file that. So, Greg, uh, look, you've been at the age for a little while now. Um, we are just sort of talking about a little bit off air about the future of the age because obviously it's just been bought. Um, so we won't go into too much about it. But, but it, I guess to me, it always had the Herald Sun. It was just sort of like the one just behind the Herald Sun. Is that, uh, do you think that could change? Is that something that might alter? Uh, well, I or think, would you agree with that assessment? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I think that there's different uh, different readerships for both mm. those papers probably these days. Um, people are looking for their news to be treated in different different ways. Um, uh, would you know we have really strong, really strong online um, readership these days for the age. So um, I. I made a transition there a year ago. I'm hoping it's got a bit left in it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it has. I, do you know, I remember the day, because so, there used to be, I can't remember, which was the morning one, the Sun or the Herald? Because there used to be two papers, didn't there? The Sun in the morning. Sun in the morning. And, Herald, and, and there used to be, it was, uh, I can't remember, because the officers, they used to come in on the train, it was Herald Sun, and then one day they put a dash in the middle, and that's when the two papers came together. There. Yeah, right. I remember that, and that was a young boy getting the train to school every day. Yeah. And I also remember the guy and he would have been about 400 years old telling the Tribune in front of the clocks at Flinders Street Station which was like the communist newspaper or something the Tribune no, I don't know yeah. that one no I don't think anyone did I think I, I don't think I want to be around anymore but no. um, what, what are your thoughts then uh, Greg on all these papers and all these media outlets being bought up and all basically being owned by one or two companies is that something that should be allowed do you think 
Oh, well, I think um, I think if if there's diversity, it's is a good thing in terms of having different voices and um, people want you know want different. Um, takes on the news to read and the online market's giving us that now and that's probably where people are finding that they can find uh, news presented in the way that that they like Mm. online. You do have some media, what would you call them, organisations might offer a slanted view on certain things, eh? Over the years, I think we've all seen that where especially political parties and that sort of thing, you'll have whole organisations that own maybe one station and one newspaper and and they are just gung-ho, like, you know, Trump, for example. Who was the guy I saw? Russell Crowe played him in a um, in a show called The Loudest Guy in the Room or something, and he basically, he was an editor at a paper, and he basically said, well, we're going for Trump. Well, I'm going to get this bloke elected, and he, he went out of his way to just, like, all his... All, no, he wasn't his paper, so he was Fox News. And uh, they, they basically went out of their way to just rubbish the other candidates and that sort of thing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in, in Australia, you've got all these people that own you know, a station and a newspaper and they could sort of force an agenda or push an agenda? Is, is that sort of how it works or is it...? Oh, I'm, I'm sure there is and it probably depends where you stand as to whether you... how you see that, but I think there's a danger for any media organisation that goes too strong one way or the other because ultimately, you know, no political figure in this country is getting any more than maybe 55% of the market yeah. supporting them so no, as right. a business are you willing to alienate you know a large a, such a large portion yeah. of the population i think you're better to um and there's good and bad on all sides of politics and you need to to be looking at at them and calling it out when you see it and also i think our politics is very quite in the middle whereas i think the americans they go sort of yeah out to very, the left and right, and very left and right and whereas here it's all very much in the center probably for the same reasons that they're trying to appeal to them more of the people because of compulsory voting maybe I don't yeah know, but that's there's, a, there's some signs in the last week that maybe the balance is being restored in america a little bit yeah that's right yeah, yeah that was um well, good, well what happened last week the midterms so they they have i'm not quite sure how midterms work whether it's um, terms that go over the presidential elections, but uh, they were expecting the Republicans and Donald Trump backed candidates to sweep the floor, and it didn't happen. There you go. People said, nah, not doing it, So, which is refreshing. That's, uh, that's good to hear. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, we, we don't need any more of that bloke. Are you? We're done with that guy. Yeah, I think he's yeah, done with that guy. I think, I think yeah. they're done with him now by the sounds of things. I think he's not very popular. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the good new big stories coming out, mate? What's uh, What are we going to see in the age tomorrow? <laughs> uh, well, I finished pretty early today, so I can't a- answer too much about what was happening this afternoon. But um, certainly there's a state election less than two weeks away, so that's... Um, be a lot of coverage for that. Yeah, that's we're right in the, in the thick of that at the moment. Well, they pushed us off air last week, didn't they? Tim? They did. They had a, a debate out here, and we got pushed off air. Yeah. So no, um, we, yeah. we had, had two <laughs> weeks in New Zealand. We went to come back last Tuesday and said, "No, we're covering the what was it uh, the, the local debate. candidates' debate out and, here." And, and, and Tim jumped on his phone and said, "There's one person viewing it, and, I, and it was actually him." <laughs> so <laughs> so we, true, uh, yeah. you know, we, I know how that feels. I did a comedy festival show where I had one person in the audience once. So yeah. I know how that. Did feel. you have a good time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, John was his name. Yeah, yeah. still, it's great to have it. Being, being done, you know. It is, yeah. yeah, and I think it's important too. So I think oh, one of the things I'd love us to get away from in Australia is that presidential style of voting as well, where we vote for you know the prime minister or the premier. People should really be getting out and meeting our local candidates and talking about what's happening locally. And yeah, 
That's that's what it should be. And then the party with the most seats gets to form government. But that's sort We're of getting like, very highbrow here, aren't we? Yeah, no, well, it's you know it's quarter to ten on a Tuesday night. You know. Mm. Dozens of people, no, not even dozens. Well, probably that one person. John, John's <laughs> listening. John's listening. Wayne from Mount Mercer. That's it. Um, but look, if, if people did want to go and see a good comedy show, Tim, yes. is there anything where they could go see? Oh, them? well, December 17, we've got Dave Thornton, local product, headlining a stellar lineup here in Geelong. I think that's going to be on the front page of the age tomorrow. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd love it It's going to cost us a bit, but we'll get <laughs> on there. Yeah. Uh, look, Greg, uh, thank you so much, mate, for coming in. It's really nice to uh, have a chat. Good to see you again, by the way. And uh, also, just to get a bit of an insight as to how a major newspaper like The Age works. And, uh, and yeah, good luck. Hope it continues on forever, mate. Good on you. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Good on you, mate. And uh, will we play a song, Tim, and come yeah. back and finish up? Yep. If you could only see That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's all right. I thought you were going to talk then. No, yeah. I, I did sort of have that intake of breath and then I said nothing. Sorry, I led you yeah. astray. That's all right, mate. That's Who was okay. that? What are they called? Uh, well, there you go. I'll give you a dollar if you can figure it out. You know Counting the song? Crows? No, you know the song? No. You, don't know, you never heard that song before? No, I've heard it. I just it's don't know what it's called. Yeah, they're called Tonic, mate. They're a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, a bit like us, but we haven't had any hits. No, we're zero-hit mm. wonder. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, um, I think it's time to have the Justin Murphy Award. Yeah, okay. Greg was good, he? Ah, uh, fantastic. Good fella, Greg. Got a lot of time for him. Uh, Justin Murphy Award. I'll play a jingle. Yep. So generally, well, an award for someone who's just generally carried on like a bit of a pork chop, really. Yeah, someone that's, um, yeah, carried on or been a hypocrite or it's been a bit of a deal. Yeah, what do you got? Well, I did this one today. I was reading an article on news.com. Sorry, Greg. Uh, it was just it just popped up. And I've got the New South Wales government, Tim. It's a big organisation. Let's hear it. Well, I, won't, I don't want to single anyone out there. No. But I'm going to bring up uh, uh, the, the page because I took a, a screenshot of it, yep. but there was a, a couple of girls that were uh, abused as kids yeah. and they wanted to tell their story mm. and the New South Wales government's been fighting them to say, no, you can't. I You're not allowed to say anything. I thought that had changed. Uh, no, that was, there was one in Tasmania uh, that changed, mm. which was that uh, rape victims weren't allowed to tell their story mm. in the media, uh, which was just ridiculous. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Grace Tame was yeah. one of the people instrumental in changing that. So what a fantastic person she is. Uh, but this is uh, a, a different thing, and it was because of their age. Yeah, right. Um, I think they've just turned 14, and um, they wanted to tell their story and let people know what what, what, you yeah. know, what people are doing, mate. And uh, the New South Wales government fought them wow. to say no. And it was uh, just through a good work of a journalist. I've got her name here. I think she deserves a mention because she was singled out. Uh, journalist Nina Funnell, mm-hmm. F-U-N-N-E-L-L, Funnell? Or Funnel. Funnel, has been working with the family since June this year. So um, they finally worked. They went to court and the court ruled in their favour and they got to tell their story today. And what was the reasoning that the New South Wales government gave for not? I, I think it was to do with their age uh, okay. uh, and something like that. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, someone goes through an ordeal like that, let them do what they want, mm. you know. And, and who are we protecting? The person who did it. No, that's right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, no. as soon as you do that sort of stuff, you, you forfeit any rights you ever had. So, um, yeah, I just thought I'd give them a little uh, little clip. 
No, um, for, for bothering to fight that and wasting taxpayers' money. Well, well I'll tell you what, we've covered it all tonight. We've given Michael Hussey his just deserves. Oh, mate, he, he, will be, he wouldn't even want to talk to his family when he goes home. He, and, uh, his head between his legs. I think I just called him Justin Hussey. Did I? I can't no, remember. No. It's late at night. Yeah, you, you look knackered, mate. Oh, yeah. We're still pretty tired from the run the other day, aren't we? <laughs> I had to go some stairs at work today. That <laughs> was grim. I'm still walking around like Frankenstein. Uh, is it? Can we even call it a run? No, I think so. No, did. I did think about this because, you know, obviously the the videos that I took, I had to be walking while I videoed because you don't want it shaking around. But oh, you're walking. I go, oh, hang on. I reckon, I'm going to say this. I reckon we ran more than we walked. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I, I think we would have ran cumulatively over five kilometres. Yeah, okay. But even now, I wouldn't call it running. It's no, more shuffling. shuffling. Yeah, we're not Olympic Waddling. athletes, mate. Yeah. Cliffy well, Young. Not anymore, not. Cliffy Young made a career out of that shuffle. That's true. Yeah, only Cliffy. Yeah. I wonder if we can get him on the show. Well, he's, he's a colic man, wasn't he? Yeah, I think. Is he still around? No. Yeah. Uh, he shuffled off years ago. Hey, that's very good. There we go. I'll tell you what, let's go home. Yeah, I'm right. pretty tired too. All right. All right, we'll say goodbye to everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. If you were, if you didn't listen, then no yeah. point thanking you no, not listening it. anyway. That's it. And uh, we'll uh, probably, we are back next week, aren't we? Although we're doing a pre-record, aren't we? Yeah, pre-record, yeah. Is there a way? Yep. And I'm away the week after. You are. So this was a one-off live performance. Yeah, so there'll be a couple more live shows before we finish the year, though. Yeah. But uh, uh, anyone looking for something to do for a Christmas party, what should they do? Oh, December 17, Geelong West Town Hall. Tickets at www.lgfcomedy.com. And who's headlining there, Tim? Dave Thornton. Geelong's own Dave Thornton. Good fella. Great fella. Yeah. All right. See you later. Jingle. Bye. System shut down.